Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome in. Good morning to you on a Saturday. Toby Altizer with you for the next two and a half hours. Let's talk about all things DC sports. You want to call in 800-636-1067. You can also tweet at me at Toby underscore Altizer alongside super producer Mad Max here on a Saturday morning. I do want to get into the commanders. We'll do that coming up in just a little bit. Want to talk about Eric Bieniemy as well as the commanders offseason blueprint. We'll get into some just DC sports topics in general. But two things I wanted to say before I forget. Number one, I'll probably forget at some point today, but an awesome college football day, Army-Navy. And so I just wanted to say, go Navy, beat Army. You, you have a dog in the fight, Max? You care? No, I'm just big on the under. All 28. Right. <laughs> All right. Well, my grandfather was in the Navy, so we're going go Navy, beat Army. And then second, I'm driving in today. I didn't. My alarm goes off this morning. I, I did not want to get out of bed. Did not want to get out of bed. It's one of those days, isn't it? Yeah. But could you imagine your alarm going off? You look at the temperature outside and see it's sub 40 degrees and then say, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go running. That's the smartest move <laughs> I've ever heard. I, that's not at all what I would think on a morning like this. And so credit to those people. I mean, first, I wouldn't run, period. I went to the Wizards game the other night, and I was down by the Washington Monument, and I was like, you know what? Instead of taking the Metro, let me get some steps in. And I walked to Capital One Arena. About a mile. It's not that bad. Oh, yeah. I've made that walk. Yeah, I didn't want... Uh, <laughs> my legs were like, dude, don't ever think about doing that again. Yeah, it was a big mistake. I, I was <laughs> glad I did it when I was like 18. Now at 23, uh, no, not a chance. Yeah, I mean, I'm not much that much older than you, so <laughs> I, I don't have an excuse. I uh, Just not great. So maybe I just need to get in shape. Maybe that's the whole thing. I, I couldn't run in warm weather. I couldn't run in perfect weather, so... I mean, credit to those people getting out there on a cold, cold morning and getting some exercise. I mean, I could never do it. 800-636-1067. If you want to hop in on the MGM National Harbor listener lines, you can also tweet at me at Toby underscore Altizer. So I wanted to start with a just a fun discussion to have this morning because you think about this season, not just this season in general, but this time frame in D.C. sports, and it's kind of disappointing if you're a D.C. sports fan in general right now because you look at the state of all of these teams, most of them are in the gutter, right? Let's just be frank. You look at the commanders, who we're going to spend some time talking about in detail a little bit later in the show. They're currently picking fourth in the NFL draft. You look at the Wizards. They currently are tied for the second-worst record or have the second-worst record in the league. Only have three wins. 
You look at the Nationals, as much as they're an up-and-coming team, last year they had the fifth-worst record in Major League Baseball. And, oh, by the way, got screwed by the MLB draft lottery. We can get into that (laughs) in a little bit. And then the Capitals. And I don't know what to make of the Caps because, you know, you look at their record, they're not great, they're not horrible. I mean, they started the year horrible. Then they've kind of picked things up, and now they're kind of back to middle of the pack. But, I mean, is all we're caring about as Capitals fans is Ovi's record, which, let's be honest, I mean, it it's not looking great right now, the track that Ovi's on. So, which of these D.C. teams is the next one that's going to bring a championship back to D.C.? Because I think this is a fun discussion because I don't know that you can make a compelling argument for just about any of them. At the same point, though, I think you can make arguments for just about each team. So, If you want to chime in, which D.C. sports team do you think could be championship caliber the soonest? 800-636-1067, or you can tweet me at Toby underscore Altizer. I mean, let's just quickly go through these. So for the commanders, the reason they're not going to, right? Obviously, questions at quarterback still. Even if you believe in Sam Howell, it's not like you can pretend like there aren't, you know, little chinks in the armor, right? Like, there are things that you... You have to be careful with their quarterback. They have the worst defense in the league. But on the opposite side, you have lots of cap space. You're sitting pretty at the number four overall pick currently. You got an extra second and a third round pick. So, I mean, you could look at it and say a new general manager comes in here, changes things around. You get the new ownership rolling, which, I mean, I don't know how people feel about the new ownership right now with raising ticket prices. Uh, especially the people, you know, listening to Tailgate Ted call in and some of the guys that I know that are season ticket holders saying that their ticket prices are going up 20% or more. Not great. Not great. But I think overall with the commanders, there's some hope for the future. But is it something that they're going to be a Super Bowl contender in the next, what, five years? I don't know. And then you go on to the Nationals. And like I said, They're a fun team right now because they've got a lot of young talent that's coming up and it's in the minor leagues right now. But the reality is they don't necessarily have any mainstays at the major league level. Like, I I guess you could say Mackenzie Gore and C.J. Abrams, but I think they almost, as they're not considered prospects anymore, but they still almost fit in that sort of realm because right now Mackenzie Gore is not a championship-level pitcher. Right now, C.J. Abrams is not a championship-level shortstop. Can they get there? Sure, I think they, and I hope they will get there. But I I wouldn't say they're there right now. But you just look at it, and it's like, well, I mean, they've got the prospects, but is it something that they're going to be competing in the next five years for a World Series? And if anyone wants to go back and say, well, you go back to 2019, they weren't the best team, and they can figure things out. and Look, that team was very much a championship-caliber ball club. There's a reason we were so disappointed with their start. And then once they got things turned around, they were just a locomotive that could not be stopped. I mean, they were just absolutely rolling. So, I don't know. When you look at the Nationals, I mean, they've got the 4th, the 7th, and the 40th top prospects, according to MLB Pipeline, on top of Abrams and Gore. Okay, but at the same point, like I said, they had the 5th worst record last season in Major League Baseball. So, I don't know. And then you look at the Wizards. I don't think we need to dive deep into the Wizards. <laughs> I mean, 
let's be honest, are there cornerstone pieces on the franchise right now? I mean, Jordan Poole, I thought some people, uh, you could at least think that he might have been. He's not playing like that at all right now. I mean, he had his best game for the Wizards the other night against the Sixers, and then last night did a whole lot of nothing. And I think Kuzma's solid, but is he a number one? No. The only thing that can change that is you got a new front office finally, and Bilal Koulibaly looks like he might be a dude. And so congratulations on that. Koulibaly finally with a a double-double for the first time in his career. So maybe you can make an argument for that. But again, just kind of disappointing overall. And then you get to the Capitals. And it's like, well, they're headed downhill. I mean, it's pretty clear that they're headed downhill. And I mean, Kuznetsov is a healthy scratch the other night. Ovi's goal pace is slowing down a little bit. He doesn't look quite like the same guy right now. Backstrom's hurt. I mean, so much stuff with the Capitals, and it's like, well, maybe you could say them because they've still got the best player in Ovechkin, but Ovechkin's not looking like the same guy. So are they championship caliber right now? Probably not. And assuming that they're not going to try and go all in, so to speak, with Ovi, they're not going to be able to rebuild either. They're kind of stuck in mediocrity. They might have the longest timeline if they can't win in the next two years, basically. So it's a weird spot to be in if you're D.C. sports because your three teams are terrible right now. The Commanders, the Wizards, and the Nationals, just in terms of Major League. Not saying that the Nats aren't on the come up, just saying in general you look at the record, they're pretty bad. And then you look at the Capitals, record's fine, but are they going to win anything? I don't know that they are. So it's an odd spot to be. But which D.C. team would you say you have the most faith to win the next championship? Let's get out to Shane, who is in D.C. Shane, what's going on, man? Hey, what's going on, Toby, man? Hey, Merry Christmas to you and your family, guys. And, and doing a fantastic job on Saturday, filling in, man. You're going to have your own show one day. What Appreciate it, Shane. Merry Christmas to you as well. Hey, look, man. Hey, it sucks right now to be a, a D.C. fan. And, and the last, you know, the only thing we had in the last 20 years is the Cats. And the Nats, for one season, we, we mm-hmm. you know, they did what they did. But with that championship, we didn't really get a chance to celebrate it because of COVID. So they kind of got screwed because – you know, the the banner and the ring ceremony, it, it was short-lived. But, no, right now it sucks to be a, a, a D.C. fan. And, and if I was had to pick a team right now, I'd have to say the Commanders. Unfortunately, that's funny to say where we were 20 years ago. But we have a new ownership. We have a, a, a quarterback, I think, that can be the guy. Uh, we just got to build around him. We got the talent. Uh, unfortunately, uh, we had Snyder leftover from uh, Jack Del Rio and, and Ron Rivera. And we're going to get a new general manager. We're going to get new, a young coach, I believe. And we'll go from there. But it's got to be the commanders right now. Uh, the Wizards have no chance of, of <laughs> seeing the playoffs for the next 20 years, for God's sakes. And the Caps are, like you said, they're, they're, they're just good one thing. They want to see Obi break that record, and that's it. And then they, after that, they can start rebuild. So I think the Caps are actually in more trouble than anybody because they're just holding on to Obi right now. Appreciate the phone call, Shane. And Merry Christmas to you and your family as well. Yeah, I mean, I think you can make an argument for basically every team but the Caps. And he brought up the Nats, and he's so right. The Nationals, by no fault of their own, have gotten screwed twice in the last couple of years. 2019, they win the World Series. You get the World Series parade. Awesome. I mean, can you imagine the excitement at the ballpark in 2020? And there was no chance for fans to go. You just you didn't get a chance to celebrate the World Series champs. And then by the time that you got back to the ballpark in 2021, it was still limited. And 
they weren't good. So they started trading dudes away. So it is a shame with that. And then this year, they decide to implement the MLB draft lottery. And Max, I don't know how much you're into this, but they basically made it so that since the Nationals are a larger market team and they have to pay into the revenue sharing, you cannot have a top nine pick in back-to-back drafts. So the Nationals this past year drafted number two overall. So the highest they could draft is 10th, which is what they're drafting. But if that were not the case, they won the draft lottery to get the first overall pick, but they were ineligible. They also won the second overall pick, but were ineligible, so they're going to pick 10th. That's not the Nats' fault. I love this convoluted crap from the MLB. This is awesome. <laughs> I mean, they, they just got screwed twice, and it's by no fault of their own. I mean, there's plenty of things that you can blame the Nats for, and it is their fault. But these two, you can't. They just got absolutely screwed with. So I feel bad for them. We'll see. I don't know exactly where. I'm trying to kind of talk myself through these. I don't exactly even know what my answer would be. I do want to get more of your guys' answers, though. 800-636-1067. If you had to choose a team right now in D.C., that you think is going to win the next championship for this town, which one do you think it would be? I mean, honestly, I will say this. I'm kind of glad that we're in D.C., though, right? Uh, This feels like something that means more, right? 2018 with the Capitals was such a fun run. It means so much. Why? Because we'd seen heartbreak so many times. 2019 for the Nationals meant so much more. Why? Because we'd seen heartbreak. We remember that 2012 series. We remember 2014 against the Giants. We remember all of these series. So when the Commanders win their next Super Bowl, we're going to remember what we had to go through with the Snyder era. I I say when the Commanders win their next Super Bowl. Please. (laughs) Please win the next Super Bowl. And so I think it means more to D.C. when a championship happens because of what we're seeing right now with some of these teams, would we like to be the Bostons of the world where you have teams winning, it seems like, every single year, especially for a long stretch there? Yeah, absolutely. But it is kind of sweet to have it mean more here in D.C. But which team do you think is going to be the next one to win a championship? We'll continue talking about it next here on 106.7 The Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, You call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. 
Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Welcome back. Overtime, 106.7 The Fan. In for AWOD today. I believe he'll be back next Saturday. Toby Altizer in this morning. Feel free to chime in, 800-636-1067. If you'd like on the MGM National Harbor listener lines, you can also tweet at me at Toby underscore Altizer, T-O-B-I underscore A-L-T-I-Z-E-R. So the question is this, which D.C. team do you think will win the next championship? I mean, right now, it's pretty miserable to be a D.C. sports fan and look at three of the teams in the bottom five of the league, and then you have the Capitals and... I kind of don't know where they're at, to be honest, if you if you wanted to rank them. But let's get out to the phone lines. Let's get out to Randall, who's in Mechanicsville. Randall, what's going on, man? Hey, man. Um, so I, as a, because I'm a, I'm a New York fan, Yankees, Giants, et cetera. Okay. And for some reason, though, living in Maryland, I do like to see the D.C. Maryland teams do well, besides the commanders, because it's football. <laughs> I don't know why, but... I do. I will say, yeah, Caps. Even though they have a good record, they're on the downswing. They're not going to be good for a bit. Even if they get to the playoffs, they're not doing much. Wizards, that is really bad right now. I I think it's either the Nats or the Commanders because the, the complete wild card is the Commanders. I mean, you have no idea what Josh mm-hmm. Harris is going to do. Like you just, you simply do not know. But my confidence is more in the Nats if they let Mike Rizzo do what he can do. Like if, if, if the spending uh, 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 harness comes off and he can do not, not buy everything, but buy where it's needed and grow the farm system as he is, he has shown he is very good at. I think they can definitely be the next team to do something here in DC. And real quick, that draft uh, rule and, and a baseball, I don't care who the team is, whatever that, there's a lot of words you can say, but you can't say them on radio that describe <laughs> that rule because that is awful. I mean, you know, you, mm-hmm. you have a bad you have a bad record. You deserve to have one of the best picks, and then they say, "Well, no, you the best thing you can do is tenth. You know that that's I don't know that's awful. But anyway, I'll hang up and uh, I love the show. Appreciate it, Randall. Yeah, I I agree that it's it's not great. It is not great at all. The MLB draft lottery. I don't like it. And I understand the reasoning because if you're a player, you want teams to have to spend some cash, right? You want them to have to actually pay what people deserve to an extent. But at the same point, no. I mean, the Nationals, it's not as if they're trying to be awful. They just got to a point where the best thing that they could do was move on from all of their pieces. And so they did that. But to to Randall's point, too, he says he doesn't want to see the Commanders do well. I don't want to see the Yankees or the Mets or the Giants. I don't really care about the Knicks. I don't really want to see the Islanders or teams like that out that way. The Rangers, especially. I don't want to see any of those teams do well. So the, the feeling of you about the Commanders, that's fine. I feel basically the same thing about New York for most teams. Not as bad as Philly and definitely not as bad as the Cowboys. But New York's up there. So don't feel bad about saying that you don't want the commanders to do well. But, yeah, I think the Nats have probably the most compelling argument for them, honestly, because they look like they could be on the come up. But I think he brings up a great point where you don't even know what's going to happen with the commanders. I mean, they're approaching a territory now, and I was having an argument with some of my buddies in a fantasy football league, of all things, about what the Bears should do with the first overall pick. And they were making the – argument that they should trade down. Well, if they're going to trade down out of the first overall pick, 
then Washington should be on the phone considering moving up to take Caleb Williams. And we saw how much things can change when you get a quarterback. Look at Joe Burrow and the Bengals, right? All They have the number one overall pick. He gets hurt his rookie year, but then all of a sudden they're in the Super Bowl. Not that long after. Look what's happened with the Jaguars and Trevor Lawrence. Things change quickly when you can get the right quarterback and you can build the roster up around them. So that's something that's going to be intriguing. Let's get out to Danny in Northwest. Danny, what's going on, man? Hey, good morning. Um, I think I'm going to agree with the last caller. I, I, I think I'll put my money on the Nats bringing back the next championship. But when that happens, if the learners don't find a, a, a suitable buyer for the team, either way, they got to let Rizzo do his thing. Mm-hmm. they got to cut him loose. they got to let him just, you know, just it kind of like Cook was uh, with, with, with Bethard and Gibbs. I mean, I was at his house when they showed up. Here's my checkbook. Build me a winner. Why are you still standing here? You know how Jack was, mm-hmm. but that was the end of it. So he let Bethard. Hey, look, I'm just I'm just the owner. I'm just gonna sit back and relax. The commanders, the commanders have got to remove every Snyder fingerprint on that franchise for them to even begin to start to rebuild. I mean, I'm pretty sure Ron's done at the end of the year. They got to get rid of right. They got to get rid of that whole office. Um, because, look, I worked for him in 2000. Yes, it was as toxic as they said it was. And it was as toxic as they, as the office said it wasn't. I mean, I was out there. I saw it. I saw it firsthand. But we won't get into that. The Caps, I say that I'm, I'm going to make the prediction like I did in December of 17 when, when we were still the Redskins and they were, just, they were just blowing. I said, man, the Capitals will win a Stanley Cup before the Redskins get back to the playoffs. <laughs> Capitals won the Stanley Cup the following year, and I said the same thing about the Wizards, but I used the Nationals this time because I didn't want. And the Nationals did it in 2019, and I'm like, like I'm not a prognosticator, but you know, I. I well, can you predict? I, I, can you I, predict a Super Bowl or something so we can at least have that? <laughs> Look, we'll get to another Super Bowl. We will, but. Every, the last 24 years of that franchise, it, look, they've got to cut out every bit of cancer from that team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Every bit of it. Every, I mean, and I'm pretty sure Josh Harris knows that. Now, the Wizards, look, we won a championship with them. Send them back to Baltimore. Just get rid of them. They're terrible. <laughs> They're terrible. But see, with the Capitals, the Capitals, they could have been back-to-back. That team could – I would say that team could have gone three-peat if Teddy and Trotz – had come to some sort of an agreement instead of Teddy going, well, you know, we'll just let him walk because Reardon's been uh, his, his right-hand man for four years, which is what I call the Reardon experiment. But that was a disaster. It wasted two years of health of Ovechkin and Backstrom and everybody else. I don't see Nicky coming back. God, that, that would suck. Yeah. But Ovechkin, if he doesn't start producing some goals, he's not going to break that record before he has to retire. Yeah, I agree. Danny, appreciate the phone call, man. Great yeah, man, thank call. you. Yeah, I mean, it, it is a tough spot because I agree about Ovi. Like, I, the way that it's going right now, I don't know that he's going to break the record before it's going to be time for the Capitals. You don't want to be put in that spot where the Capitals have to say, like, you're going to have to make a decision, dude. Like, you can keep playing, but at, at some point we've got to rebuild. I I don't know that the Capitals would ever do that, and it would be a really a tough look for the team. But you almost would have to, after his contract is up, be like, all right, man. Like, if he hasn't done it by then, which 
you thought it was going to be a cakewalk to get to it, right? Or at least not a cakewalk, but it was almost, I wouldn't say guaranteed, but again, I, it was well on track. At the pace he was going, it was almost guaranteed. Yeah, so it, it felt like it was going to be there, but I don't know. But yeah, I mean, Danny brought up some good points. With the commanders, I think his wish is going to be granted at the end of the year. I don't know that there's anybody that has an office office in Ashburn or that was at FedEx Field that's now moving to the University of Maryland. I don't know that anyone, that you know their name, anyone of significance is going to be kept. I don't know that anyone will because you already saw they hired Eugene Shen to come in as an analytics guy. He's kind of working in all phases, I feel like. I feel like he's working in the football operation with Ron. I feel like he's probably working in the front office. He probably told Josh Harris or worked with him to make the moves with Chase Young and Montez Sweat. So I think the GMs are gone. I think the head coach is gone. We'll talk about Biennemi a little bit later. I kind of assume that he's going to be gone, even though he wasn't necessarily a Snyder thing. If anything, you would be the last thing, one of the last things. I still kind of think the enemy's gone. Obviously, Del Rio's been let go. And I would think on the business side, I think Jason Wright's probably had his time come up because to me, what this whole season was about for the commanders with Josh Harris, the whole season was essentially, I'm going to keep my hands off the operation, which it kind of seems like Josh Harris has done for a majority of the season, aside from the Chase Young and Montez sweat trades. And it was basically an evaluation period for everyone. And I don't know that anyone has said, I have to keep my job during this evaluation period. On the football side of things, that's pretty obvious, but I don't, I don't think on the business side of things either that they're knocking on the door of making sure they have a permanent job. Like I, I don't know that that's the case either. So, And the Wizards take, <laughs> look, I think you can make the argument too that they have some hope because of the new front office, right? And it's not Wizards guys that came in and took over the front office. And so I think that bringing in some fresh perspective from all sorts of places, right? The Thunder, the Clippers, the the Hawks. I think bringing in all of those minds into one might open the door for this team to be able to get things going in the right direction. But that being said, we have a track record of the Wizards just being awful. But this is something that I think is interesting. The learners have not spent the last couple of years, okay? We know that. But they also were willing to sign off on a deal for Juan Soto for upwards of $400 million not that long ago. Now, they couldn't get the deal done with Soto, but not that long ago they were willing to at least say that they would do that. So I'm wondering, maybe it's hope as a fan of the team? I don't know. But I'm wondering that if after this season, where they bring up some of the prospects and they start going well, would they be more willing to open up the checkbook? Especially now, if you see the Orioles could get sold and they can maybe figure out some stuff with Masson and get that TV deal figured out. I don't know. I I think it is something to consider because everyone just assumes that the learners won't spend, which honestly isn't a bad assumption, and it might be the correct assumption. But I do think there is still a faint chance that if things get going in the right direction this year and they see the growth, that maybe they'd be willing to spend. Maybe it's not what you saw with Scherzer and those sorts of moves, but I do think they'd be willing to spend at some point down the line. We'll see. Take a break. When we come back, we'll continue talking about this. I do also want to get into the article that was written in ESPN about Eric Bieniemy and the turmoil this season. We'll talk about all that and more coming up on Overtime here on The Fan. 
T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. And Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Welcome back into Overtime here on 106.7 The Fan. Toby Altizer with you, 800-636-1067. If you want to hop in on the MGM National Harbor listener lines, feel free to tweet me as well at Toby underscore Altizer. We're going to deep... We're going to dive deeper into the commanders a little bit later, talking about Eric Bieniemy. also talk about what do you want to see in the offseason. But we're continuing the discussion of which D.C. team do you think is going to win the next championship. Let's get out to Jimmy in Silver Spring. Jimmy, what's going on? I'm a first-time caller to your show. How you doing? Doing great. Appreciate the phone call, Jimmy. Yeah, man. I, I want to, um, to ask you a question. I think that the Caps will probably uh, win the next championship. But I want to talk about real quick, compare and contrast Eric being and me with this new guy for the Caps. You know, I know you're going to talk about the article about, um, you know, these soft commanders players and how they're complaining about Eric being and me and his coaching style. Mm-hmm. That just shows you a couple things. Shows you Ron Revere. That's why everybody loves him because he's weak. He allows players to do their own thing. But I want to go to Carberry, really. You know, he's a new guy. just like Ed being to me. He's never had a head, uh, a head coaching job in hockey. And it seems like his system is not working for the Capitals. Ovi's stuck on five goals. The power play is down. Oshie's not doing anything. Kometsov is getting sick. Um, I'm not sure. I don't hear anybody complaining about Carberry. Now, I don't know if the, if the, if the hockey players uh, – uh, are, are, are uh, more team-oriented than the commanders. But if Carberry doesn't get this team rolling by the end of the year, we should have some real problems with him. What are your thoughts about that? Yeah, Jimmy, appreciate the phone call. I'm not even going to pretend to be a hockey expert, but I feel like with Carberry, it, it is taking some time to implement the new system, but also they're winning games. Like, they started horrifically. They were terrible at the beginning of the year and then they've kind of waned off a little bit of late, but they got things rolling. The one thing I like about Carberry is he's not afraid to sit a guy. He's going to keep rolling with his best players. Like, Kuzi, healthy scratch, and you listen to him talk, and it's kind of stern, like, 
we know he can play better hockey. He's not playing it, so he's going to sit tonight. I kind of like that level of coaching. Like we talked about, you know, he talked about the enemy. I think he's kind of that sort of disciplinarian, maybe not as intense as EB, but I do like that. It is taking some time to implement the new system, though, so you'd like to see Ovechkin get things rolling a little bit. He's a power play guy. You would think that the power play would be better. It has not been, so who knows? But I wouldn't give up on Carberry yet, but, again, I'm not a hockey expert, so I can't break it all down. Max, you love hockey. What do you think of Carberry? Yeah, I like Carberry a lot. I think um, it's going to take a little bit to get this system in play, um, but once he gets it rolling, I think it's going to be a lot better. Um, I think the guys are just taking a little bit of time getting used to it. The point that he made on like Oshi and Ovechkin, they're old, man. And it's a young man's game in the NHL now. It's I I I kind of disagree with everything that, that guy just said. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it is something where, you know, it's a it is a young man's game, especially if you're gonna try to play a more up tempo, get up and down the ice sort of system. But I mean, we'll see. Let's get out to Q in Milwaukee. Q, what's going on, dude? I think you're the first Milwaukee guy I've had call in other than Bart, when I've had him as a guest. Toby, um, I, I just saw on X that you're on live radio this morning, and, and uh, I could listen to you talk about anything. Yeah, um, absolutely. But, but um, from an outsider's perspective, I feel like the Nats have not a lot going for them, and it's so hard to win in Major League Baseball that mm-hmm. you got to put them last. Um, and I, I feel like the Commanders, if you guys start tanking, um, you might have a shot at, at a better QB, but I know you, you've been kind of anti-tanking um, in our conversation. So I guess what do you think the commander, are you cheering for commander's wins this year? Or are you on the tanking bus? I wouldn't say I'm calling for them to tank because I still want to see Sam Howell play well, but I also don't care if they don't win another game, <laughs> you know, like they're stuck at four wins. I'm cheering for New England to win another game so they can leapfrog them. I'm cheering for Arizona to get things rolling the last couple weeks of the season, and I'm cheering for the Carolina Panthers. That's what I want so that the commanders can keep moving up. Now, you know, I'm having a discussion, like I mentioned earlier, with some buddies that were saying that the Bears should not take Caleb Williams, and if that's the case, then I think Washington's in a fine spot to maybe trade up and get Caleb Williams. But, yeah, I mean, I'm not rooting for wins actively. I mean, just as an outsider, I'm curious, Q, which team do you think? I mean, obviously, most of the teams in D.C. are a joke, and I'm sure you're not much of a hockey guy in Milwaukee, but, I mean, which of these teams would you say think has the best chance? I was going to – and I'm an NBA guy. Um, I like – there's some decent pieces on that Wizards roster. Um, I still think Jordan Poole will bounce back, Um, and it it might not be in D.C., but he's going to be – in my mind, he'll be a contributor to uh, somebody that lifts the trophy again. Um, but it's nice to have a piece like that on your team. And I, I think the NBA is probably the easiest sport to win a championship in. It's the easiest to tank in. Um, and then you you need you only need like a couple stars, and there's only like 12 guys on the team. So it it seems like that would be the way you guys could do it. But like. I pulled up your roster as I was waiting on hold, and it seems like there's a nice core there. You're just a star away, and it, it's can the can the organization pull the right levers to to get that star there? I, I don't know. Um, yeah. And what's nice about the Wizards is like you guys have tried, like you brought in um, Westbrook, like 
I don't know. You guys well, have had stars the, over here's the years. Here's the issue, uh, Q, and I'll let you go on this. Appreciate the phone call. The, the issue I have with what the Wizards have done, they have tried, but I don't think they were honest with what they had. Look, I was a Beal guy, and I know a lot of people in this town weren't Beal guys, but I think for too long they treated Bradley Beal as a top 10 player in the NBA, and he wasn't. For one season, he was one of those guys, but that was one season. And so, you know, he, they're missing the star. The reason being that they're missing the star is Beal was never that guy, and they treated him as such. And so you look around the roster and you think, okay, they've got solid pieces. And he's not wrong. You know, you look at Corey Kispert. Could he be a contributing role player on a championship-level team? Yeah, I think he could. You look at some of these other guys. Could they be contributing role players on good basketball teams? Sure. That's the problem, though. That's what they were drafting year after year after year. Solid role players. Think of the Ruiz. Think of, you know, Corey Kispert. I think Avdi is solid. Is he a superstar? No. That's the issue. Now, I like the change in philosophy, and this is why I don't necessarily disagree with his take, because you've changed the whole front office, and they've made essentially a couple of moves, but mainly the the move that I think you want to focus most on is who they're who they're drafting. Bilal Koulibaly. And you look at what he's doing right now, we don't know what the ceiling is for Koulibaly. This guy could be the superstar that you're missing. Who knows? He could end up just being a solid role player and you know nothing more than that down the road. But what you're seeing right now gives you hope. I mean, we just had Q call in from Milwaukee. I used to work out there, so appreciate him listening in and calling in. They drafted Giannis. Did they think he was going to turn into the guy that he's become? No. Even probably Giannis didn't expect himself to turn into the beast that he's turned into. Any Anybody that followed the Bucs didn't think Giannis was going to turn into that, but they didn't set a ceiling cap for him, right? They said, the sky's the limit. Let's see what we can turn this guy into. That's what the Wizards have to look at Bilal Koulibaly as, a guy that could absolutely be a superstar in this league. Is there, you know... Uh, a cap with his shooting ability? Sure, maybe some of these things aren't going to be superstar level. Who knows? I'm not saying it's likely, but there's a chance. And I like that because when they drafted Corey Kispert or even Johnny Davis last year, or Rui Hachimura, any of these guys, were you excited thinking that this could be a superstar? No. You thought, okay, this guy could be a solid player, a solid contributor, but were they ever going to be a bona fide superstar? No. So I like the fact that you see this front office is going to, one, gather assets. That's what they're doing with the Jordan Poole trade. And then hopefully they go about tanking the right way if that's what they're going to do when Jordan Poole gets traded for picks. And it's something where you're going to have guys that are getting paid $35, $40 million who are not very good players because that's how you gather picks. Look at what the Thunder have done for years. So I think that's the way that they're going to go about it. But I like that you can look at the draft strategy and say, you know what, they're doing a clear vision here where they're saying, the ceiling is the highest with this guy. We don't know. Maybe the floor is very low. Maybe they could flame out. But I'm going to take a shot. I like that. I like that out of the Wizards. I don't know that I'd say they're the most likely, but this would not have been a discussion about the Wizards if it were the same front office as last year. The fact that they've changed things up and brought people in from outside the organization I think allows you to at least have this conversation now. Let's take a break. When we come back, we'll get to you, Thomas, and Gaithersburg and wrap up this discussion before we get more into the Commanders. Which D.C. team is going to win the next championship? We'll continue talking about it next here on The Fan. Welcome back. Overtime 106.7 The Fan on a Saturday morning. Toby Altizer in for AWOD this morning. Appreciate you guys hanging out, all you that have called in. Thank you for listening and calling in. 
800-636-1067 if you want to hop in on the MGM National Harbor listener lines. We're going to get into some Eric Bieniemy discussion coming up at 10 o'clock. But as we wrap up the D.C. championship discussion, which team do you think can win the next championship for this great city? Let's get out to Thomas in Gaithersburg. Thomas, what's going on? I want to talk about, uh, I'll, I'll answer your first question. The commanders are going to be the next one to win. Because in my opinion, they're going to bring in Bill Belichick, who's going to then get, get Caleb Williams, and he's going to bring back uh, Tom Brady to ho- coach up uh, Caleb Williams. Well, that would be uh, something. <laughs> that would be something. Ka- Ka- Caleb Williams actually played with my son at, at Maplewood in, in Bethesda, Maryland, so I've seen his, his uh, caliber. The, the, the team that would definitely not win are the, the Wizards and, and uh, the Capitals because Ted Leonsis, he's the only owner now that hasn't done a damn thing. He kept that guy Grunfeld on way, way too long. Mm-hmm. And uh, and the new guy, the new guy I, I had some hope for the Capitals guy, but it's fallen off. So, uh, but, but I disagree with calling all these people old. I, I'm, I'm old, and I consider myself the best uh, pickleball coach in the country. Well, there you go. I mean, that's a growing sport, so maybe you're in and on the right thing there. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's 35 million players that's in, in 70 countries, and, and I, I use physics to teach pickleball, so I, I to use a different path. I like it. Well, maybe I'm not smart enough to play pickleball for you. <laughs> no, no. If, if you can throw and catch, I could teach you. I, I, I've written a book called Pickleball Physics Instruction on Kindle Books that, that for $2.99 that you just read that and you can play. And because you're, you're such a nice guy, I'd even give you a free lesson. Hey, now we're talking. Thomas, appreciate the phone call, man. Okay, take care. Bye-bye. Yeah, here's the thing. I don't disagree with him about Leonsis. The only thing is they did win a Stanley Cup in 2018. But they're in a tough spot with the Capitals. And this is why, you know, if we're going to give our list, at least power rank these four teams, I'd have to put the Capitals last. And the reason being, it's not Leonsis necessarily on this one. It's because... They're kind of in a bad spot where it's you're not going to rebuild with Ovi, and essentially rebuilding takes a couple of years, especially with hockey. You know, it's not a bring in one guy and it changes the whole thing. So I just think that they're at least a couple years away from rebuilding, and hopefully Ovi catches the record. But that's all they care about right now, and I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, right? But that's kind of all they care about. You want to win a Stanley Cup. We're not stupid enough to think that they're not caring about that. But at the same point, they're not in a prime spot to win one right now. It's going to take a couple of years before they decide to really go in a rebuilding direction. So I'll I'll say number four for me out of these teams would be the Caps. Number three would probably still be the Wizards. I do have some hope because of the new front office. I do have hope. But then again... I don't see much of a framework of a championship-level team built right now. You know, there's some solid role players like you brought up, but eh, I don't see that they're going to acquire a star anytime soon. Bilal Koulibaly's nice, and I like the new front office, but I don't think Kuzma's here long enough to see a championship contender. I don't think Jordan Poole's the next star of this team to, to see a championship contender. So I think it's years down the road. Maybe Bilal ends up being that guy, and that's kind of my hope. But I, I, don't, I think it's going to be a while for them to be a legit championship contender over a team like a Boston or a Milwaukee. And then number two, I'm going to have to go with... This is tough for me. I haven't necessarily made up my mind yet. But 
I'm probably still going to go with the Commanders. Because you look at where they're at, they might be able to bring in a new quarterback, but they're still not in a prime spot to get Caleb Williams. But either way, they have cap space. They have draft picks. I think they can get this thing turned around pretty quick. So that's why I'm a little hesitant to put them at two and not at one. I do think that if you get the right head coach, the right general manager in here, I think things can get turned around really quickly. But I think if you look at the Nationals, if James Wood turns into a superstar, if Brady House comes up to play third base and is really good like I think he's going to be, I'm most bullish on Brady House. If Dylan Cruz is a stud, if you add some pitching and Abrams and Gore continue to improve, I mean, you might be right there again. You really might. They've got so much talent in the minor leagues, not even just the top 100 guys. So I, I think that the Nationals have what it's what it's got to be, maybe even a playoff team this year. I think that's a little bullish, but 2025, I don't think, I think there's a real possibility they could be a playoff team in 2025. And then you look, you start adding pieces. I think that if you can get to a playoff team in 2025 and you add the right pitchers, who knows? Maybe you could be contending for a World Series in the next four to five years. That'd be kind of nice to be talking about. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, Eric Bieniemy. Is he too harsh or are the players too soft? We'll talk about it next. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. <laughs> 